Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Daniel Ortiz. What's up, my brother? M. Red is in the house. Michael Rojo is in the house. My brother, how you doing? What's going on with man, you, man? It's so good to be back on with you, brother. Um, a lot is going on. Uh, been traveling around the world and uh, primarily being a, a dad and a husband, um, which is um, my first calling um, in life. So doing that with the kids and, and, and doing a lot with the wife and a lot of traveling uh, in between time, hence I haven't been on the podcast. So, but missed you on the podcast. Me, you talk daily, obviously, but yeah, man, missed you. I uh, you know, you came in. We had a you know last time we 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 were we were celebrating uh, my uh, middle one graduating. I know uh, yes. Ryan and I talked about it last podcast. And uh, hey, listen, uh, we got one to go, and we're trying to hold them all as much as possible. But once they grow, they grow, right? It's nothing you can do. <laughs> You know what, man? It's really it's an indication of how old you're getting. Um, Thank you for that. I appreciate that slight slightness that you just gave me. <laughs> appreciate that slightness. You know, I'm right there behind you, brother. I'm Listen, right there behind you. the older I get in age, the younger I feel. So, you know, I mean, I, I feel young. I am getting older. Imagine I always get older when I see kids all over the city and they like, oh, I knew you back when. So, you know, yes, you're right. We're getting you're refined. No, you're refined like fine wine, brother. Listen, look refining. The Lord is refining. The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. <laughs> you got me singing old songs right now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let the earth rejoice. You know, listen, yes. we, are going, we are going into worship. So listen, uh, as we start singing them old songs that we use the same. But yeah, I feel good. Uh, we feel great, man. And 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 we, you and I still got traveling to go. So we got you know, we traveling the, the next year and, and you know, yes. we're having fun and we seeing lives change and had a wonderful time. I know we always mention when we do our, our home, our home uh, meetings, we don't even call them home. We just call them groups. We had our men's group on Saturday in such a powerful time for those men that listen to the podcast, man, what a wonderful time talking about God's faithfulness. And uh, man, it, we, we went into worship and we didn't want to get out just talking about God's faithfulness, Mike, just, just went in, man. And uh, something about thinking about how faithful he's not only been to you, but he's he's faithful globally. He's faithful historically. Uh, so much to talk about how God's faithfulness is yes. every moment. It's daily, man. It's a daily, daily, daily heart of gratitude uh, that, that we all to walk into. And, and there's not a day that goes by where I don't thank him. And honor the Lord Jesus Christ for for my life, health, and strength, uh, and, and the things that He's been able to bless me to see and accomplish and to do. Um, you, you 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 know, humility is <clears throat> something that is, uh, I think, a secondary consequence of gratitude. And um, every single day of our lives, we ought to just thank the Lord, um, not for what He has done, but for who He is. Come on, um, in our lives. So it's a daily thing. It's not a Sunday to Sunday thing. It's not an Easter to Easter thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a daily, daily uh, expression of just, God, I thank you. I thank you. So man, I'm with the you, heart, man. The heart I'm with you on that. Given, man. Think about this. Uh, oh. My favorite song, one of my favorite songs of all time, Mike, and I know you know this, is Greatest Thy Faithfulness. 
Yeah. Uh, to your point, man. Yeah. When, when I every time I that song pops up in my head at least once a week, maybe twice a week, and you start just singing "Greatest Thy Faithfulness, Old Down, Our Father," right? And so you just think yeah. about that He's a Father first, and that changes the game, right? For me, when I think about His faithfulness as a dad and how much He loves us and how much uh, He's for us, man. Uh, to your point, it's a daily expression of, of gratitude. Thanksgiving um, and worship, which 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 we about to get. You know, I'm, I'm excited to have you for the next. You know, we don't know maybe 20 weeks. Uh, right now we're saying 10 to 15, but we'll see because you and I start talking about this topic. Uh, we can talk about the topic of worship all day long. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited to um, first of all for all of our listeners. Thank you always for tuning in, and I'm excited that you you and I might can have this conversation on worship. Um, and really take our time and discussing so many things that are in our hearts um, about worship. So it, it, it's it's a good thing that we're we're. This is the time that you're talking about Thanksgiving and uh, you know His faithfulness, man. Nothing like uh, telling Him how how grateful we are, but to live a heart of worship to Him. Yeah, D, you're absolutely right. Um, the I'll say this: worship is the bloodline by how Christians live or exist. Yeah. It just is. And it's a topic that is near and dear to you and I, our hearts. Um, that's what linked us, you know, and, and there's a lot of things that we have in common. We both like basketball. We love basketball. Love, love. We, we, we love basketball. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. We had a two-hour conversation about basketball yesterday. My goodness, uh, help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. But we, we, we you know, we, you and I both love fashion and we love, you know, uh, to travel and, you know, you know, we love a lot of, of the same things, but the thing that I think that has joined us together more than anything in life is the fact that we both love to worship the Lord and it goes beyond a song, which we'll get into to that that perspective, but um, it, it transitions into, you know, just a daily, daily walk of just adoration. And I would say even to engage the Christ-likeness um, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I, I would say if I had to quantify worship, you know, and there's a, a myriad of directions we can go with this. But you and I just discussing this today. Well, before I ask you, because I'm about to ask you what is worship. So hold on to that. <laughs> hold on to that. But there's okay. so much you just said, and, and I just got to transition <laughs> from blaspheme. So hold on to that. And, and right. I know people that listen to the podcast always tells me, man, you cut everybody off. And I'm saying, because there's so much to say on both sides. So, <laughs> uh, but those who have ever listened to Mike and I, we know we cut each other off. But All I, time. I wanna, before All we go time. into it, I want to I, I, listen. Uh, you're right. Worship trumps everything when it comes to you and I. And you said the bloodline and it made me think about oxygen and water. Right. And so how important yeah. blood is to the system. Um, but we just we just got done with blaspheming. So, you know, one of the reasons that we're going into worship, Mike, is, is 2 Timothy 3, 2 says, for men will be lovers of themselves. We covered that, the old nature of that, lovers of money, the old nature of that. Boasters, proud and blasphemers, all those, Mike, we covered the old nature uh, okay. and new nature dynamic. You know, and I know you, in all our podcasts, you, you've, you've heard and you've also discussed, so I'll probably just ask you about the old nature, new nature dynamics. 
according to Galatians 5, you know what I mean? There's this, there's this war between our old nature and new nature dynamic and all within one human, right? And so, you know, giving permission and allowing people to understand that you have old nature and new nature living together at the same time within you. And the spirit is asking for control, right? And he's, he's asking mm. for relinquish to the old nature and control of your new nature. But sometimes, you know, because we live in this house and this flesh, the flesh overcomes. So, you know, blaspheming talked about, you know what I mean? And we, we gave like 12 weeks on that. Maybe, maybe got people tired of talking about it, uh, but we wanted mm-hmm. to really, really, really explain it in, in soul because there's so many directions of blasphemy. But the high level is, you know, speaking evil, slanderous, you know what I mean? Abusive, right? Um, uh, striking against somebody, right? Uh, show in reverence to someone, right? Uh, committing holes in stories to strike, right? All these meanings of blasphemy from the Greek and the Hebrew, right? And in the end, it's irreverence. It's not giving reverence and proper due, right? And so that's an old nature dynamic. That's the flesh wants to be the God. So it doesn't want to show worship. It wants to be slanders. It wants to be, you know what I mean, irreverent to God, right? And so the new nature dynamic that we're going to be talking about, Mike, is worship. And worship is opposite of blaspheming, right? Blaspheme is is taken away from the deity, from the power, mm. from the honest, right? To stand in awe of God, right? The fear of God is standing in awe of God. So blaspheme takes away yeah. from that fear of God. It actually makes you the God, right? And so, you know, worship, Mike, is the opposite. Is 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 like no, that honest, the the fear, the respect of who God is, right? Uh, given everything due to who he is, right, on a constantly living base, right? That old, old nature, new nature dynamic. I don't know if you want to say anything on that before you give us your definition. Like, Mike, what is what is worship to you? But, you know, seeing a transition where we're coming from blaspheme to worship, the reason that we're doing those two jumps and they are opposite is because, you know, the blaspheme uh, of Second Timothy that he's talking about this flesh thing, Right. It, it, it represents the old nature and who we're trying to die to. Right. And then oh, you have this new nature inside of us, the resurrection power trying to get out of us, which is the honest and the worship and, and living a life of worship. Man, I'm talking a lot here. But but what is your thought on no, all of that? I mean, it's a perfect segue right into worship, because when you engage in worship, you're engaging in the presence of the Lord. And. The antidote for all of what you just mentioned that engulfs, that uh, blasphemy uh, uh, engulfs is really the presence of the Lord, Jesus Christ. And so um, there's been more, I know from you and I, more discussion, more mentorship, more discipleship concerning the presence of the Lord than actually the Bible. I think one of the epidemics in, in the culture today of Christianity is that people are being discipled in the Bible and they are discipled in the presence of the Lord. Right. Now, now that's a that's a big like I gotta say this because because you know <laughs> folks are gonna go, well, what is what is Mike talking about here? Now I wanna get into it and I know what yeah, you're talking yeah. about, but man, yeah, that someone's yeah. being um disciple more in the Bible than in the presence, man. What, 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 but take me through that. Like unpack that because someone's going to yeah. hear that and, they, and they're going to get uh, what I sure. call 
uh, and I call these podcasts my glitches. You know, you, you, you yeah. see the matrix. You see, uh, you see any computer when they start glitching. Uh, when they hear yeah. that, they're gonna start glitching, Mike. So, so what is what is unpack that a little bit? Yeah, basically, uh, it's principle and practicality and practicing principle and practicing. And again, I love the Word of God. I love it. you and I both love the Bible. We love the Word love, of God. Love it, love it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you don't practice the presence of God, or when you don't, when you're not discipled in the presence of God, the study of the Bible makes you a Pharisee. It makes you into a person that operates in legalism, right? And the reality is that it's more important to be discipled into the person than the book. Yes, come on, right? But the person is the author of the book. Right. You ne you'll never understand the book until you understand the person. And so that's what I mean when I say we need to be discipled into the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because inside of worship is lordship. Yeah. So if I'm not submitted, the word literally worship means bow, not to be technical, but we're just discussing this today. It means to bow. So it is possible to be discipled by the Bible without having had bowed down, right, yeah. in worship. Yeah, yeah. And there's many people around the world and, and, and cultures and, and certain sects who have not bowed, but have been discipled in the Bible. Yeah. Right? And then when that happens, then you're not going to be able to adhere to the scriptures because you haven't bowed initially to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. So worship, uh, I've, I know growing up, Danny, and this is you and I just being candid and talking, I've heard many people say when the preacher gets up, now this is the most important time of the service. Well, it actually isn't. <laughs> <laughs> of any now, gathering or services that we grew you, up. You've heard me say this a lot, man. That's, that's the part <laughs> of the service that God gets nothing out of, right? Like, like God is not shouting down any preacher and going, Wow, you said that great about me. <laughs> he's not doing it, man. I'm telling you, he's not doing it. Yeah, you you, you nailed it, man. It's, it's it's not that's not so, right? It's it's actually, you know, engaging and submitting to the lordship of Jesus Christ. I even think, and this I'm just mean you just talking about this. I think, I think worship is a trend right now. And not in a good way. In some circles, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Where we worship worship. Yes, I, uh, 100%. And we worship the lights being dim. We worship the mood, the atmosphere. We worship the songs and the lyrics. We worship the gift and the talent of the one who's singing. But oftentimes we're not worshiping the king. And the objective of worship is to have the king appear, right? The objective of worship is to engage the lordship, the kingship of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because ultimately, the secondary result of that is likeness. So, and, and cut me off anytime you want to. No, 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 no. Go ahead, roll, roll, roll. Okay, okay. So, okay, so the, 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 yeah. 
I'm going to write all the points me. that I need to talk about when you so I'm writing those down. Worship, worship, worship transcends singing. I think we have confused worship for singing and music. Yep. Yes. Actually, worship has nothing to do with worship and singing. Now, I, yeah. I know dogmatics are going to hate me for that one, and people are going to be confused. Worship has nothing to do with music and singing, actually. Yeah. Now, it's an, it's an expression, a expression of a decided heart, but it's not what worship is. And and so the 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 whole purpose of worship is to engage the lordship of Jesus Christ to conform it to his likeness. You already made it in his image, but to conform it to his likeness, right? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? How does that happen? By being in the presence of the mind renewer, right? So transformation to Christ's likeness is the call and the purpose for every believer. How does that happen? Worship. Right. Yeah. So keep going. I, I, I've talked a lot, but no, no, no. I, I, um, I, I would say it this way. Worship is not. Let me ask you a question. Let you kick it off. Do you, do, do you feel like in, in a lot of the circles that we've been in and, and we grew up in church and we grew up um, in this, this walk called Christianity, how often have you seen the target of worship be Jesus? No, and we were talking about this. I not not often. So we were talking about this earlier. Like it, that, most most stuff in Christian American Christianity, because we live in America. I know we have other countries that listen to this, and I always have to say that because we live in America. So I got an American context. Most of the stuff that we do in Christianity in America is not revolved of the personhood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I want to go back all the way to the, the front of what you said, like even the okay. Bible, the study of the Bible is not focusing on studying of who Jesus is and learn who Jesus is, right? So a lot of the theology and the doctrine and and, um, the study of God that we do is to know more about what we think we want to know about God instead of really focusing on knowing Jesus, the expression of who God is on the earth in his personhood, right? In the flesh version of who the father is, right? And so a lot of things we do, even about discipleship, is more based on culture. It's most based on um, theology from our prisms, right? Theology that we think, right? And so a lot of it is what makes us feel right at the moment, what makes us feel good. Again, never on the the the, the, the personhood and the transformation of Jesus, because the goal of Jesus for us is, I must say this, and again, this is one of those moments, don't don't glitch. The goal of Jesus is not to get us to worship him. The goal of Jesus is not to get us to worship the Father. The goal of Jesus is to get us to be one with him and the Father. That's what he said in John 17 in the most iconic, I think it deserves his own book, when God is allowing you to take a peek at a conversation between like Jesus himself and the Father. And then you can see what his aim is. His aim in that whole thing is oneness to to something that you said earlier, right? The goal of all of it is oneness. Worship plays a huge part in oneness, right? Worship plays a huge part in it, right? Learning about Jesus plays a huge part. But the aim for us is to be one like the Father and him are one and to be one with one another. 
And it's because Jesus is not the center of most of the stuff that we do in Christendom in America, then oneness is not the aim, right? Oneness to one another, oneness to him. Those are not the aim to your point about lordship, right? Lordship is what? Lordship is being one with him and understanding he rules everything. He has everything, right? And put him in his proper perspective. And so we have to understand the aim, like the end result. I know you and I always talk about what's the end result. The end result of the Christian experience is to be one with God. Yes. That yes. is the end result of the Christian experience. Now, there is a lot of things that we add into this, but we don't keep the end result in, in, in plain view. We That's go right. through all these different uh, avenues, <laughs> and then we judge each other on our perspective of those avenues, right? We judge each other how we clap our hands. We judge each other how we read the Bible. We even judge each other of what in the Bible is important. Well, to this sect and group, the first uh, first, uh, first chapters of the Torah, that's important. To sect of the Bible, um, witnessing and evangelism and taking that out of context is important. To sect of the group, we think, oh, his, um, the false doctrine of... Oh, they just, dare I say, the false doctrine of the rapture theory, right? That becomes the thing, right? All these things become the thing instead of oneness with God, which Jesus clearly, in again, if we just take John 17, because we never know where these conversations are going, but if we take John 17 at fact, at Jesus, like it is the most intimate prayer you will ever hear Jesus do on earth, and he's talking to the Father. And as he talks to the Father, the whole aim of John 17 is to let us all know, not only does he pray for his guys and the people that God has given him, he prays for Michael Red and Daniel Ortiz. He prays for us. And for those, like he literally tells those that are coming, right? Let them understand that oneness with us is the aim. And I think to your point, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducee in us, because all of us have it in us. Like, this is not a point in the fingers. Like, we all have this thing that we get caught up by religion. And we get in these pharmaceuticals and Sadducee mindsets where we think we better and we think we know. And, and we think we have the corner on it. Um, I, I'm talking a lot now, but I'll say this. Mm -hmm. The more things I think I know, the less I know them. <laughs> and I think if we can approach the scriptures with that humility, but with the aim and the hunger, because... Humility and hunger go hand in hand with the hunger to be one with God and the humility to walk through what I call sometimes theological schizophrenic situations where we may think we know one thing and, and, and the Lord is using one thing and he's he's using it to build something else in us. Right. And but his aim is always oneness. I think if we keep that at the forefront, Mike, we will see ourselves go through journeys where again, we thought we believed the thing, and but we were so open with him because we want Jesus more than anything else to be one with him and one with the Father and one with the Holy Spirit, that we're not holding up, we hold on to all of it loosely to get us to the end result of oneness. That's exactly right. I, I, I think we've been dealt a bad hand with religion in the sense that we've made religion we made productivity preeminent mm, that's so over, true over presence and inside of the presence of the lord is being so we got to understand that we're we're we've got to be more busy being humans 
we get, oh, let me say, let me rephrase that. We're beings being human more so than human beings. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, to yeah. your point, we we there's got to be a, a switch in focus from the focus being doing and productivity to actually just being. Right. Yeah. 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 Being a son, being in the presence of the Lord. Right. Uh, 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 engaging the sonship of God, right? Of Abba, the Father. Um, like those, that that notion and, and that conversation and that thought has not been the predominant thought um, that we've seen in the West. No, not at globally, all. But in the West. Not at all. The, the focus has always been, you know, productivity and do and work and works right which has confused so many people um in christianity and 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 what worship liberates you from is the the, the aspect of working it, it it focuses primarily on just being right just becoming like jesus my works my productivity is a secondary consequence of my being you you're not a being because of what you produce no. Does that does that make sense? So you're a being, your being will produce. Yes. And I think I think there's a there's a there's a shift that is happening, that is happening. And the shift is what we thought was heretical 30 years ago is really orthodoxy. Mm -hmm. What we thought was orthodoxy is now heretical in our approach to Christianity and worship in particular. The whole goal of me engaging in worship is to bow, to submit to the likeness of Jesus Christ. And as I conform to his likeness, then you'll see my productivity, right? You'll see the fruit. I'm so, not working for the, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, wanna, I wanna stop there for a second because Genesis tells us that we made in his image and his likeness. Yeah. We made both in his image and his likeness, which, we, which to your point, we have the ability to operate in the wholeness of the Godhead at all times right and mm -hmm. you keep on talking about this being and it just highlighted in my, my my like like what is jesus when he shows up right he's 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 he will always was for the beginning right yes and and to to your point like even when john talks about like he was the word like when a lot of things yes. sometimes translates because my brain is can i just just go with me for a second like my brain like it is when people have even hard times talking about the trinity like they they try to describe it as all this and it's it's as simple as that like jesus can't be the word unless unless the father is expressed right because if you're saying well it is is the father speaking then that that is not abstract from the father you see what i'm saying like when the mm -hmm. father speaks it is the father right and so mm -hmm. you can't take his speech away from him so it is both, right? Now that speech is alive, right? So, mm -hmm. but people look at that living speech, which is Jesus is the word. And, and, and they're like, well, 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 they two, they two deities. No, there's the same deity because it's, it's, it's the speech of God, right? And so you can't distract his speech from who he is. Does that make sense? You can't distract his spirit man for who he is. He, he is 
that, right? So then we may look at the Holy Spirit and say, well, that's an abstract version. So you, are you talking about three gods? No, when he speaks, those words are still him. They still alive. They still, they still what he produced, right? The same power or the same, I'm gonna say power, the same way that he's described himself, he has made us to be, right? He's made us to be spirit, soul, and body, to embody the image and the likeness, to embody the spirit of God, right? Now, to what your point earlier is like we're we're we are practicing how to be a being from God on the earth. Now, and he's given us all this literature and these experiences with him so that that expression can be the ultimate oneness. Again, like we say in oneness with him, which is the expression of who he is on the earth, which again, we're made in that image and in that likeness. And, and to your point, I know you do a distinction between image and likeness, but if we are made in this image, then to walk in his likeness, something has to be transformative in you to come back to your original design because your original design is to be image and likeness. Does that make sense? Well, Jesus is the, the last Adam and the first among many brethren. He's, a, come he's on. the firstborn of uh, of a new species. Come on. People. Come on. I don't think we've seen it that way, D. I don't think we've No, we, we really don't because he's the expression. Like, so him, man, he's we, the prototype. He's, he's the, prototype. the prototype and his being alone is worship. Like, yeah. To, 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 to bring it full circle, like you being fully you in him, it's full worship to God. It's the full worship of expression, right. right? It's the full work. Like it is the expression of worship when you are allowed to be fully you. Now, being fully you messes up other people, especially people in religion, because in their minds, the expression of other humans are only done in a box that we've created religion, right? And it's created in my interpretation of that box that I've created religion and what my interpretation of that religion is, right? So that religion itself doesn't allow folks to journey and what I want to say, unfold the fullness of them because in, in, in the religion's mind, this is the fullness of what you should be. But I think every human on earth and that was ever created in the image of God, which is every human, is still expressing a version of God that each other can express. But we try to hold each other to the standard of, the, of my expression. So I'm trying to hold Mike to the standard of Danny's expression. Instead of my aim not being holding Mike to my expression and saying, I'm just going to be in the image that I'm created in the likeness that I'm created. And I'm going after the oneness with God. And Mike is going after the oneness with God. And when we get together, that becomes God because I have an expression and he has an expression. And God is fully manifested when his body becomes the expression version of who he is. Am I making sense here? It's, it's um yeah, no, you're flowing, man. I don't want to interrupt you. I, I think... Um, and then you and I just discussing this. I think the church at large has to be introduced to Jesus Christ. Yes. The 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 veil has been ripped. So I'm going back to the worship aspect. In our gatherings, we have something called a worship leader. I don't think a worship leader needs to exist. I can be That's honest true. with you. 
See now, now you get into our conversation that you and I had. <laughs> see, see now this you can't talking. Now you this can't full circle. Now you can't like like. I remember. Listen, am I saying truth? I remember you telling me like, like, how's it gonna work, Danny? How's it gonna work? And now, now, now you get into what I, what I was hitting at, Mike. Like, and, and, and I, I agree a thousand percent and, with you. And, and, Go ahead. Yeah, and, and you. And this is now to piggyback on what you said. Our conversation a few, a few weeks ago. There's instructions. There's dynamics of, of, but like to get you stirred up, to get you ready to to, to engage God. That 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 person shouldn't even exist. Come on, man. <laughs> I, honestly. And I, I don't feel like the church is at a mature state to realize that, though. No, no, you're 100% right. And I think culturally, because we're going to get into this in the next podcast, right? I think culturally we're not ready for that. I think culturally we need to be coached in every aspect of Christianity to what we talked about earlier. Because we don't believe in the freedom. We want to be coached in it. You're apt, And the reason why that is is because we don't realize that the bell's been ripped. We every every person has run out access. Of okay, I'm gonna run out of here. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. We all have access to the glory of God. Come on, man. We it, it, we all. <sighs> if I'm if I'm if I'm if I'm being discipled in the presence of God, not the the Bible specifically. See, I I, I I'm getting you stirred up over there. My walk with God is a fiery, loving intimate walk every single day of my life to where when I get into a gathering setting, I'm not looking to be stirred up and coerced and riled up to sing songs. No, because my life, my life is worship. Right? So when you look at it, see, I don't want to, I don't misdirect you so much, but let me pause it right there. Let me pause it because we're the next podcast coming here. Let me pause this for a second. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to say this. Like you and I had a discussion earlier, man. And I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell on myself. I mean, this is my. Again, this is why we evolved and we grow in God. Because I'm. I remember 25 years ago, 30 years ago, me teaching on worship and. And again, having a misguided view of worship and having a misguided, I was trying to put on people things that the Bible, right? I never saw, I, and, and you know, you and I love the Old Testament, right? And so, and you and I have friends that love the Old Testament, but I think you and I are always telling our friends and and, and that, that love the Old Testament, Jesus changes the game. Now, whether they understand that or not, whether they get it or not, Jesus has changed the game. And I would say for me, like, Back in the past, I would say 30 years ago, my 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 instruction of worship had um, such a veiled view, right? I didn't I didn't see it from the expression of like we are free in Christ. The veil has been ripped, and I think a lot of religion, especially when it comes to teaching worship, they teach it from a veiled perspective because they still see in the curtain, right? <laughs> they still seeing like like when we see the outer course, the inner course, and the holy of holies. They still think that you have to go through the 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 five steps and the bell and 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 I I, I taught this I taught it wrong yeah. I can say I taught it wrong I taught it wrong not understanding hold up Jesus literally ripped that veil and Jesus literally said in Hebrews that you have full access you can boldly come into the throne room of God not because of your behavior not because oh. of your knowledge of it 
but because of what the blood of Jesus, this is why Jesus has to be the central conversation when it comes to worship. Yes. Because if you eliminate after the Holy Ghost, if you eliminate the centrality of worship, then you it doesn't become worship anymore. It's not. It becomes other things that we call worship. Can I tell you what it becomes? Go ahead. What does it become? It, it, it becomes a Celine Dion concert. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes a Coldplay concert, a Maroon 5, a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> and I love Coldplay. I love Coldplay. It oh, it's so good. You, know, so if good. you extract Jesus from the central focus of worship, it becomes Coldplay. Oh, my goodness. It's funny. <laughs> listen, I love me some Taylor Swift. I'm about to go see her soon. Now. Listen, yeah, I'm about to go see her soon. So, I got tickets listen, to the concert, Doc. It, it, becomes ta- it, it becomes Taylor Swift concert. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's and, me. And, and, that's what it comes, dude. And think about it. Oh, man, we're talking about so much. Even religion, we hear what we just said, those Celine Dion's and Taylor Swift's, and, and they will get glitched onto that because in their minds... You know, in their minds, worship, like worshipers can't talk about any other expression of someone doing music, where really most of our worship services are just different artists doing music. Can I, can I, can I break that down for you? Okay, and we'll jump to the next podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, our gatherings in America have become like going to the movies, Danny. Come on, man. Your tithing your offerings, you're paying for your ticket to sit down to be entertained. A couple come, hours. come on, man. I'd rather go see Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather go see The Covenant, the movie that we uh, love. They go oh, to a Sunday oh, morning. The mermaid, the mermaid, the mermaid. I'm about to go. Mermaid. I'm about to see the mermaid tonight with the girls. Come you know on, what man. <laughs> what are we doing here? Because, <laughs> because, because most of our gatherings have become uh. about about entertainment value. Then Come on, man. Worship value, the presence value. And there's no presence, right? There's no life transforming presence because you to go. your point, you, you have not only do you have an entertainment writer, you have a conductor that's conducting entertainment, right? So whether whether it's the preacher or the worship leader, both of them are conductors. Sure. To your point, when I think to your point, like when you look at the old testament and you look at when they came in together, right? The whole nation and chronicles came together. Like Israel yeah. came, their leadership, they ain't nobody leaded them. Like we the priests prepared the place, but the word says when they begin to start lifting up their voices together, right? There, there's a unity, there's a union thing that we're missing. And I think that, and we're gonna hit it in, in future podcasts. There's a unity in the lightness of going after Christ in worship that keeps us from experience full on presence, experience worship with God. Yes. Because because yes. we not put in a value on Jesus, number one. Yes. Value on his presence, right? And value that we put more value on how we're going to get there than to where we're going. Does that make sense? Right. We put value on like, I'm going to pay this preacher this much because I need him to get me somewhere. I'm going to pray this worship leader. Cause, and and again, wrongly so, I, I was a worship leader for years. Like I thought that was my mentality. I got to take people. I got to take people. And again, when you start growing in Christ and he's like, well, you can't take no, nobody to me. Like that, like 
There has to be an internal thing within themselves. <laughs> like, like, like the Holy Spirit starts teaching you these things, and you like, it's not your job. It's not what, your job. What am I doing, man? Like, what am I saying, man? You have you have positioned yourself as a deity with God. Yes, 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 yes. Which You're not most, taking anybody anywhere. Which most worship leaders are. I mean, I know it's gonna hurt some people. Most worship leaders are the God of oh, yes. he's gonna take me somewhere. Yeah, right, God. most preachers are the God that I'm going to hear from God from. Where where you and I are saying, and I'm going to land this point here because we got another podcast to do here. Um, yeah, we doing podcasts, so y'all know we doing this. This is never supposed to be said, but we saying it anyway because we live open. Like we doing a podcast back to back because Mike and I are both going out of uh, out of the country, and so since we're going out of the country, we're doing a podcast back to back. So you're going to get back to back, and we're not going to act like we're not going to do the whole. Um, or they say the whole entertainment <laughs> thing and act like we know, like, hey, how have you been? Like, you already know how we've been. I'm letting you know. If you listen to this podcast, you're going to get another podcast. Um, but but I will land on this, man. Can I can I land? And I'm not even just saying this. I'm not reading because we need to read scripture. We already quoted scriptures. But but of I just want to read I mean, the sensuality of it is all oneness. I just want to read real quick John 17, a couple of verses from my father. The hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. As And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus whom you have sent. I have glorified you on earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, oh, Father, glorify me. All, all this is worship expression. I have glorified you. He's saying, I lived an expression of worship. I made you the preeminence. I now, Father, glorify me. Uh, I, I, I now, oh, Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world. And I have manifested your name to the men which you have given me out of the world and they were yours and so i'm jumping all the way to the bottom i do not pray for these alone so not only is he praying for those guys i mean so i, I mean if you have time go to john 17 and and i, I want to say stay there for a month because when you stay there for a month just reading that same chapter over and over, it's it's a it's a glimpse of the father and the son's relationship that he's given us it's, i think it's one of the most holiest piece of literature that we have in the whole entire bible because it's it's a glimpse of this relationship and then then he's talking about you and i i pray for those alone but i also for those who will believe in me through the through their word so michael read in daniel teeth that they all may be one as you father are in me i and you that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me, I have given to them, that they may be one, just as we are one, I and them, you and me, and that they may be perfect or fully grown, fully mature in oneness, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. I think that, that lands the plane. You landed it. You want me to keep going, or do you want to go to the next podcast? Let's go to the next podcast. We, we land the plane here. We're gonna end this podcast, and then we're gonna see you in, the, in a second because we're gonna go back. Yes, in sir. Show. Shalom to Love everybody. Y'all. Love, Love y'all. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.